Hi, I'm Kyle Goes, and welcome to the Inwards and Onwards podcast. For the longest time, I've been fascinated to understand more about showing up authentically, vulnerably, and presently in life. As such, I started to understand that my external world was a reflection of my inner one. And when I've had moments of hitting rock bottom or needing to pivot in my life, I've had to go inwards to move onwards. So come join me as I explore other people's journeys, from entrepreneurs to coaches, spiritual teachers, friends, and beyond, as we learn their innermost thoughts and peel back the layers to share the moments where they've had to go inwards to move onwards. Let's jump in. Today's guest, Matt Preston, is an absolute rock star. Quite literally, he started off his career in a heavy metal band, performing in Australia, London, the US, and more, then moved on to being a successful mortgage broker, running his own business, and now is a certified brain coach. This journey is an incredible one at that, and we explored many concepts and themes, such as identity and belonging, and how this shapes our sense of self and the communities we feel drawn to. We also tapped into the importance of better understanding our unconscious patterns and behaviors that create our makeup and how this can affect us in terms of how we show up in life and how we communicate with others. Come join us as we embark on this introspective journey and discover the power of self-discovery and personal growth. Maddie, 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 welcome to the podcast, mate. <laughs> Hello, mate. How are you doing? Uh, good, good, man. I am so, 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 so freaking excited for this uh, for this episode. I was so excited to speak to you. Um, I feel like we've had like one hell of a journey for the last few years, uh, both individually and then even together what we've experienced. I was, uh, before we even got into this, I was thinking about how we actually first met, you know, and just the connection through like, you know, we had that like-minded kind of energy. You came across with this like full rock star attitude. Um, and then from there, we kind of just, yeah, bonded while we were doing, what was it? It was uh, Amazon. We had an Amazon course that, you know, each of us were both doing. Um, and yeah, just the bouncing off that and you, you end up turning into now, you know, fast forward a few years later into this kind of big brother version for myself and and survived as well you know always helping us out guiding us with other little aspects so i was like you know what this guy is going to be epic to get onto the podcast um and made so welcome and excited to have you thank you man i'm uh, it's a it's a pleasure to be here and uh and geek out yeah <laughs> uh mate i wanted to kick off things because you have probably one of the set you have a very unique story um and I'm going to summarize this, but I am going to allow you to elaborate this. But the uh, story being, you know, starting for rock star, metal band, uh, uh, guru to going into mortgage broking and making a killing or doing amazing work there to then being like a brain coach where you're at now and what you're stepping into with this beast mode. Can you guide us through what is the journey you've been on, but go a little bit deeper in the sense of like what made you start and go through each phase of those different journeys? And obviously, add your own little flair if anything else comes and comes to mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. So, um, it it really is kind of like yeah, three different parts of my life when you position like that. So, yeah, the, the the first part, which is still an ongoing part, that this never disappeared, was the 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 creative music side. So mm. I started uh, started playing guitar when I was in uh, about ten. Got my first guitar on my tenth birthday, and um, remember seeing. Bon Jovi, Richie Sambora with his double neck guitar. And I'm like, I, I just got goosebumps, man. Like I just, I just loved it watching their, their music videos. And I just, I wanted to be that. And so, yeah, my, my entire childhood was, was geared towards 
um, yeah, being creative, making music. I would spend hours in my bedroom um, practicing guitar, recording. Like I was recording stuff as, as early as like, yeah, year seven or year eight um, wow. with drum machines and <laughs> four track, you know, cassette record, like old school pre-computer stuff. And um, yeah, I was very happy just to sit content by myself. Like I, I didn't need to go out and play sport or, or interact. Like a day in my bedroom doing that stuff was um, was heaven. And, and my, yeah. even my bedroom, man, like I had, um, <clears throat> like it was covered in posters and um, life-size John Bon Jovi cardboard cutouts and like just, it was a cool bedroom, sickest yeah. bedroom. <laughs> anyway, um, so that led to, you know, to me, you know, forming bands in my in my later teens and um in my in my 20s and stuff and uh yeah i just went hard just like playing like i'm, I'm all about energy and, and creativity mm. and um also i probably didn't know it at the time uh that's what i was doing like evoking energy um yeah and uh so when i played gigs for for example um i never had this hierarchy that i was I was performing listen to me um or or, or check out this cool riff um I, I, it was always an exchange of energy in the room in fact we probably spent most of our time in the crowd rather than on the stage <laughs> putting the guitar on someone like you know just ex- experiencing that um that the, the theatrics that you can only experience in that in that environment and um yeah so Again, I didn't know it at the time, but that was really the superpower that sort of carried me into other things in, in, in regards to I'm very, very receptive of of, of energy and, and how people are feeling and possibly what they're even thinking. I, I, I know how to cater for moments um, mm. if, if, if that's a thing. Um, so, yeah, anyway, did, did the whole uh, the rock star thing. We toured around Australia very extensively i think we did over 200 shows one year wow. like, which is wow. a lot <laughs> yeah um Jeez. and uh and my main band which was called national pornographic um <laughs> Just... i don't know if you know that but anyway. i did not know that <laughs> oh really um we we, we played like a, a a a funk um if, if you sort of uh did a love child between say you know Red Hot Chili Peppers and Prodigy, something something like that, yeah, yeah. where it was it was really funky, um, and 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 danceable, um, but we're all metalheads, so it was it was <laughs> it was quite groove based and 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 pop your head type stuff. Or, yeah. Um, and uh, so that allowed us to get into all kinds of really cool places. Like we'd play, we could play universities, but we could also then play like a jazz bar. Um, mm. We even played metal bars, and it, it we're very um, versatile. Uh, yeah, versatile in that respect. So, and even that, I, I remember like we could dial our set, like we could do a, a very heavy feeling or appearing sounding set for a metal crowd. And then we could play the exact same songs in a completely different manner for a jazz bar. Um, yeah. And again, now looking back on it, as I say, I've never thought of this before. It was, it was very um, receptive to the energy and what was required and and probably said something about my my empathy um and and how i relate to people so yeah did that and had a midlife crisis at like i don't know 27 (laughs) (laughs) you can probably relate to this (laughs) and uh 
because we all moved in together like the band moved in together Yvette my wife was living with us and we're like we're all on the dole and if you want any hacks on how to do the dole for like you know seven years straight like I'm your guy right (laughs) (laughs) yeah and um and basically uh yeah got to a point where we'd released our first album and and just weren't getting there and I wanted to travel had never been overseas in a meaningful way and I was like, yeah, this hasn't happened. I'm nearly 30 and we're just on the dole and yeah, we're, we're, we're not getting anywhere. We had some play on Triple J and Nova and Rage or whatever, but yeah. So I was like, I need to explore the world and, f- and find myself. Mm. So um, yeah, just packed up, sold most of our stuff, kept very, very little and went overseas with no intention of coming back at the age of wow. uh, 20, 29 or something like that. Yeah. Wow. And we thought we'd spend some time indefinitely in Italy, like working on organic farms and, uh, <laughs> and uh. things like that, but, uh, and in, in, in France and whatnot. But we ended up in London as, you know, everyone does. <laughs> like the Aussies living in West London. And uh, over there, I, I worked as a, um, uh, a disability, uh, like a personal carer. Yeah. Um, for, for someone who's a dear friend of mine to this day, we, we I spoke even this week with him and that opened my eyes to like you know just how lucky i am to be mobile and fit fit and healthy um but i was still lost for sure (laughs) like what am i gonna do like with this in life well well, i'm curious like what just just uh like before i i I love where you're heading with this but it's like when when you talk about like two two parts that really stood out for me was one when you mentioned the frequency piece like you were kind of saying like energetically you were resonating was that the reason why you continued with this or was it the creative aspect why you continued with the music because you still do it to like today right you still have a very heavy involvement with the music and and it's uh, it's part of your brand whenever i look at your brand mm. but it's yeah is it is it because of that you it allowed you to resonate and be versatile with different people and groups or something yeah. else I, I think uh, on the music, I just um, it's it's like uh, it, it's to me it's meditation, like mm. for sure. Like it's it's uh, it's it's very therapeutic. Like I've trained myself, and I've only just realized this in the last couple of years. I've trained myself to be infinitely creative. Mm. If there's nothing else I can do, I, I like I can pick up a guitar now, and I, I never have a block. Like I, I might write come up with something that's maybe not as good as I might might do on another day. But I, I can infinitely go, yeah, I'm going to have this come out. And um, and I just love it. Like when I do it, like time disappears, um, space disappears, and I'm just in this world. It's like another language if if you will and no, i love what you're saying I've, I've i've read and heard people speak about it. it's like a state of flow like it literally is like it's i i don't know how to describe it better yeah <laughs> but it's this state of flow that i've heard people like especially creatives tap into whether it's art whether it's music and it's like everything just feels like present is the easiest it's, way you know? it's really it's it's interesting it's super interesting especially so my son Jax, who's now uh 10 he's like producing stuff that I probably couldn't have done when I was like 20. Like, um, <laughs> like he's into trap and, and all this sort of stuff. And I led him onto my, into my studio and onto the stuff. And I actually just sit back now and he does stuff and I, I learn uh, a lot. And um, so a lot of the things I can do, like I can just listen to a song and just play it. 
Wow. Right? Yeah. That's and I did that in in my twenties. Like I taught guitar lessons for about five to seven years or something on and off in schools and different places, studios. And um yeah, I can just listen to something and I don't know. I don't feel that that's that unique because I know a, a lot of musicians can do it, but I know in, in the cross-section of society. <laughs> it's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, very unique. Yeah. So, um, and now we do challenges in the house. Like my kids will put on like, you know, five songs in a row and I've got like, you know, 60 seconds to to work out each one or something, you know, and <laughs> they try and trip me up. Um, so for me, it's a language where, uh, yeah, I, I hear it. And this is why when I talk about heavy metal, for example, um people you know go oh, i can't listen to heavy metal but for me it's it's like the difference between watching play school and watching like a cool movie like pulp fiction or the gentleman or something yeah. like some gangs <laughs> like play school you're like i know what's going to come next you know like twinkle twinkle little star and you know, <laughs> but when you listen to when you watch pulp fiction like you could watch it today probably and be like oh yeah i forgot how it bounced to there and that was actually at the start, but it's really at the end, and it's 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 infinitely intriguing, um, and and that's how I listen to metal or classical. Like it's uh, it, it stimulates it stimulates me, you know, mentally on that level. That's it. That's it. And the the, the second part of what I was going to ask, which which stood out, was when you were saying because, like, say, midlife quarter life crisis when you were happening in your your late twenties. And you were kind of just saying how you were like, what's next or what am I doing here? Especially when you were doing and uh, working with that uh, gentleman that kind of opened your eyes a little bit around the your own health and uh, that side of things. My question being <laughs> is when you're going through that, do you remember any certain feelings that kind of came up? Because we talk about this. And, and the reason why I want to talk about this is that I feel like it's it's always shunned. Like, you know, people feel very shameful of talking mm. about when things like this happen. And I'm just curious on like what that experience was for you. Yeah. Like, what yeah. was the feelings? I, yeah. And and for what it's worth, they're, they're still around. Like <laughs> they, yeah. they never go away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's just this um this overwhelming feeling of am I ever gonna fucking get there? Mm. Like wh- when am I gonna get there? When when am I gonna when am I going to feel like I know this is what I'm meant to be doing? Like, is it ever going to happen? <clears throat> when am I ever going to like <clears throat> make money? Like, mm. c- can I make money doing what I love? Like, is that, is that possible? Or do I have to do all this poo poo stuff over here and, and then have, you know, my, my passion hobbies and, and, and things. Is there, is there a, a crossfade of where that can, um, <clears throat> where they can collide in a, in a nice way. And, um, and especially, like I always felt, uh, I'll, I'll say Yvette, like my, my wife, Yvette, um, she she always seemed to have shit sorted. Like, mm. she, you know, she she went to uni, she got her like marketing and marketing uh, degrees and some other stuff as well, I think. Um, <laughs> and yeah, she's working for like Valvoline, Bonds, NRMA, mm. uh doing insane awesome stuff uh, we'd go overseas and she gets a, a job straight away doing marketing for this cool company that um that does mr men and children's band-aids and and first aid <laughs> yeah. like re- really just really cool stuff because she's qualified and just nails what she does and i'm just like uh, yeah i just i felt like i never had that money making capability um because i'd never made money i'd been on my even when I taught guitar lessons, it was all cash. So I was on the yeah. toll teaching cash, which which didn't serve me. Like I, I would never let our kids do that because it's just not a healthy uh, loop to get into. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so 
yeah, there was just, and, and I probably didn't know it at the time as well, but like, yeah, there was like, you know, anxiety and sort of depressive episodes, which sort of ha- happened within, within our family, but there was just no uh, tools or um, talk of how to um, better deal with them, like in terms of nutrition or sleep or um, de-stressing, meditating, like it was just, it just happens and you just don't talk about mm. it. Um so, yeah, that was, um, and, and again, this is always a recurring theme in life. I, I don't think you ever nail it, but you nail the tools or, or ways in which to, to better deal with it. And instead of having like days or weeks where you're just like in this lull, um, you recognize it for what it is and you go, oh, that's, yeah, I ate shit last night. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and today I feel a bit weird. So instead of applying like I'm my life's crap and I'm never going to make it and, and putting all these other overlays. Um, I, I just know it's the, it's the bad type. When I say bad type, it's just normal Thai food, but I just know that it's not as good as the grass fed beef and vegetables I could have had at home with, yeah. with healthy yep. oils and fats. Um, so then the day takes a different toll. I'm like, okay, I need to do this today. I need, I need to actually just take out and breathe. I need to go, ground in the ocean um or or yeah something you know one of these hundred hacks that we all have so um (laughs) yeah more more so just just while you were saying that i look for me my personal um experience of 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 a lot of this and especially when you're saying i think you're totally right everything is a cycle um and when we realize that everything is a cycle you you're going to go and have your highs just as much as you have your lows and as we start I found for myself, as I started creating a lot more awareness of what was happening in my inner world, um, it actually made me a lot more sensitive mm. to these highs and lows. So what I meant, it's kind of like the lows felt real fucking low, but the highs felt really, really high. And it was this understanding that it's like, when you when we st- when I started creating this awareness and, and, and of my inner workings of my, like what was happening within me, it actually made me more, um, I, I felt more deeply. And because I felt more deeply, that's why the highs were so much more enjoyable, but also the lows are there as well. But it's it's that balancing that off of realizing that it's like, hey, the lows, you you are, you are not your low. You are mm. just, it, it's just a feeling. It's just energy moving through your body. Um, and I think that was something that was really, really huge for me because when you realize you are not your low and that energy is just passing through you, it also gives you the permission not to hold on to it. Mm. And not holding on to it allows that to then tra- like trans it allows it that energy to flow through your body and not be stagnant in it you know so yeah when you were saying that it's like yeah i think you you kind of said it in different ways but it's like yeah you you just had created such a great awareness of it it's still stuff we deal with today but it's like even like you know uh being more mindful of that it's like we're allowing that energy to pass through and not holding on to it not making it a part of our identity or our personality so to speak you know a hundred percent and even the whole energy passing through like just and and this is just all self-awareness and mm. and um interoception if you will like having a, an understanding of what's going you know internally and you go um yeah like you start thinking about things like oh i've, I've had these experiences are they are my issues in my tissues like have, yeah. have, have, have i and, and people are like you gotta let it go and you're just like and when you can't relate to that sort of the hippie woo-woo talk um it's it's very um you don't take on the information as mm. useful, even though yeah. it is. And I guess that's I get part of my mission now is how, how do I present the, these concepts and information in a way 
that makes it accessible for for people like me that would have um, just blocked that stuff out. Like, yeah, you, know, you had to talk to me about meditation or breath work or <laughs> um, yeah, trauma, even like, and dealing with trauma like five years ago, I would have been like, shut up, man. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I just sort of, yeah, it was like, we'll, we'll get to your story like today, but it's like now this guy has cold showers, he meditates regularly. <laughs> it's like, man. but okay, well, so so let's let, let's take it back. So, all right, you've gone through this midlife crisis um you're 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 realizing that like comparatively as well you're saying to your wife your wife has everything all sorted has gone down let's just say the more uh common route doing university getting a degree working for a company having that set up more structured you've gone through the alternative route right uh doing something more creative following your passions and stuff like that trying to find that intersection between passion and how you can make money as well with it right yeah what happened after this point once you started doing this? Well, once you, after you started doing this comparison, where did it move to from there? Um, so, yeah. So after the, that arc of going, hey, I'm, um, maybe I'm not going to make it as a rock star, right? Or, or, or the, the way in which I'm doing things now isn't working. Um, I just wanted money. Like, <laughs> give 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 me some money, y'all. Was was pretty much a thing because I just never made any, so yeah, I felt like yeah. I, I needed it. So, so basically, um, uh, we moved back to Australia after about two and a half years, um, in London, and I got here, and Yvette gets a job within like a month, like you know, and and earning what I thought was was really good money. Like I think I think she was, you know, on at that time she was on like eighty or ninety grand. I was like, man, if I could make like. 50 or 70 like, yeah, yeah. like i'd be happy like i thought that would be everything and um and i remember being we we're renting a little uh an apartment in marrickville and uh because we always like to sort of park up in the creative you know hubs and stuff near newtown or whatever <laughs> and uh yeah i was like how can and i always thought that i couldn't do anything because i didn't have a uni degree like mm. uh, outside of music and even music, like I didn't know how to, to, to read it properly or like I always felt like even that I wasn't prolific at, which I, know, I now know I was wrong. But anyway, so I'm sitting there going, how do I make money with no education, you know, like higher education? And I discovered a property. And I, I remember reading a book like how to, go, how to Go From Zero to was it 150 Properties in Seven Years or something by Steve McKnight. I'm like, okay. And then I just took in and, and I revisited Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Mm. and um and 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 accumulating um income producing assets that that pay you while you're asleep i.e an investment property that pays you you know week in week out and uh yeah and 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 how you can apply value to property so you buy a property you know apply value so my, my dad's a you know in the building and renovation space um and so that that wasn't foreign to me i was like yeah we could you know, buy a property, add value, sell it, or build a granny flat, and um, yeah, this all felt very accessible and doable. And uh, I was like, let let's get into this. So I um, we I went to buy my first. Actually, I was working in the disability employment sector for about six months. It was my first ever like job where I wore a tie and like <laughs> pants. Like, yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt is notoriously known not to wear any kind of suit or formal wear. All right, so, I actually yeah. threw him out, and Yvette's like, "What if we got to go to a wedding?" I'm like, "I wear my chinos to a wedding." Yeah, yeah. And, my <laughs> like, and your converse. Like I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. And um, anyway, I did that, and 
at this job for six months, I would sit there. At that time, I'd bought two. Pro- uh, we'd bought George's Hall and two investment properties, I think. So we'd bought three properties. And I just would sit there and I was like the property consultant in this office of like early, early 20s, um, like people working there, guys and girls. And so they'd come up and be like, oh, man, I'm thinking of doing this and that. And I'd be advising on like all this kind of stuff. And the boss would be like, guys, break it up. Like, come and do some work, right? Yeah. And, um, and at, at that point, I actually took on a bank because a, a bank stuffed up our, um, our home loan for George's Hall. And when I say stuffed it up, um, I won't go into it, but basically they, what happened? Uh, they, they set it up as interest only where we're just going to pay the interest, but that's not how it worked out. Cause I wanted to save cash flow to put into other properties. Anyway, I took them on and, and got my lender's mortgage insurance or LMI refunded, yeah. which was about seven or eight grand at the time. And I even convinced them to pay me for my time wasted, <laughs> um, in fighting it. And they gave me another few thousand. They were just like, go away, Matt. And I think they gave me 10 grand to get out of here. And um, the people in this office are like, dude. And one in particular, his name's Jake. Um, He's like, so at the time I was about 30, 32. He was about 22. He's like, dude, you got to be a mortgage broker. Like, what are you you doing? And he found a job that was available around the corner. Like, um, and it was a day where I'd shaven. Like, um, <laughs> and I was looking pretty, pretty schmick. So I just like got up out of the office and just walked out straight to the, to this place. No way. And I walked in and said, I go, I'm applying for the mortgage broker job. And it was sort of like my, who was to become my office mom. Her name was Gail. And, uh, yeah, she's like, what, what's going on? I'm like, look, I'm a heavy metal dude. Um, like I've spent my life doing music. I bought a couple of investment properties, but if you give me this job, I'll come in and kick fucking ass. Like I'll, I'll be the best mortgage broker. I think I even swore. And I didn't know at the time, but I walked out. She said to the boss, I like this kid. Like we've got, yeah, yeah. we got to get him. Yeah. So fast forward, I um, they put me on $24,000 a year retainer, which today and then was poo-poo. Like yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. about to have my first baby. Oh, um, but but they he showed me how I could make $105,000 in the first three years. Like it... it by year three. Yeah. And I went 105,000 like, yeah, like this is, this is sick. So, um, uh, and I, and I said to them, I'm, I'm going to make that like ASAP. It's not going to take me three years. Um, so I think the first year I made like 38,000. Um, second year I made 120 and third year I was like a few dollars shy of 180 or something like that. I was like 179, 900 or something. Um, I went ballistic, dude. Yeah, and but I loved it. I I so I was geeking out on that like I was with music. It was creative. Mm. Um, I would be like, yeah, okay, how are we going to buy the the fourth investment property either for for, you know for us or for other people? It's like, all right, so we'll get some equity from this one. Oh, that one's probably increased. We'll do a val valuation. We'll do it with. We won't do it with that bank because they do valuation. But it it was art. Um, Yeah, yeah, okay. And I could talk underwater about it for like. To, to anyone that was would listen um i love that so, you saw the artistic side of <laughs> like when, here we are talking about mortgage broking well like, it's funny because yeah you sort of go um it was people again and it was energy yeah. so mm-hmm. um and and that's what i'm doing now and again i was doing it teaching guitar lessons i was doing it you know playing shows and doing gigs and as a mortgage broker i love showing people um, something that they didn't see before and blowing their mind. Yeah. 
So when you go, yeah, you can do this. Like, did you know, like, and when they're like, oh, what? Like, that's like, yeah, dog. Like, <laughs> that, that's the, um, the fulfillment. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, so, um, but yeah, basically, uh, I did that for three years working for um, Aussie Home Loans. And, and by chance, I, I landed in the, the, the biggest and best Aussie Home Loans in the country. And they were doing multiple, like, this wasn't planned, but they served um, customers that were buying 510 investment properties, like serial investors. Okay, okay. And they had like all the big um, property magazines and, and podcasters and media agencies sort of linked in with them because I think less than 1% of the country own um, more than one property or two properties or something. It's a very rare thing. So I just found myself in the hub of of where this was all in, interfacing just by fluke. It was just like I just happened mm. to walk in. I was like, I couldn't have been learnt the craft in a better place. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that, that was really nice. And um, funnily enough, my boss at the time, who I, I sort of left because he, he didn't let me grow right into what I've you know wanted to flourish into. Um, I'm now connected back with him because he's gone on a, a journey on, uh, looking inwards and you know gone to Nepal and and into mentoring and, and <laughs> mental health. And uh, we've reconnected and we're like, oh wow, who would have who would have thought? Who would have thought? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that. so, yeah. so then property gig. What made you? decide to leave um and when you started switching over into what you're doing now talk me through like what what, what was the mental kind of chatter that you also had then right yeah so w- when i was when i was working for them for three years uh, i always knew that that was a stepping stone to work for myself like uh, mm. i never I always have this this freedom <laughs> Free, freedom is one of my core values um uh so i, I knew that was going to happen so almost to the day when I hit three years, I just wanted to hit three years for some reason. And I wanted to buy a lot of properties. So um, I could, it was going to be much harder if I worked for myself because when you're self-employed, um, yeah, you've got to yeah. wait a couple of years. So I, I just did this property accumulation, which I did in a really bad way because I just I was all about just um, getting stuff rather than getting good stuff. Like <laughs> it, was more, it was more the quantity rather than the quality. Yeah, um, but a okay. lot, lot of lessons learned from that. But um, yeah, I finally got to a point where um, we had enough behind us. We achieved our property goals in terms of what I, what I thought it was anyway. And I was like, yeah, let's start my own brokerage. So, and I didn't really have any big ambitions for that other than let's just, let's not work for someone else, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which I, I think is worth pointing out because some people go into something going, uh, yeah, I'm going to make this big and awesome thing and, and you know, it's going to be you know, the best I was just like, let's just not do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, let, let's just, um, I did want to do it well, but I, I just like the freedom of working from home and then having some flexibility to do um, some more meaningful stuff. But yeah. the meaningful stuff never really came. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. so, yeah. So basically we worked as a small brokerage for um, about six, six, seven years and um, t- did well. We're, we're making really good money, but you wouldn't say it was a sellable um, you know, was it wasn't an enterprise business, or you know, it was a, it was a small business. Um, yeah. And what happened was the 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 lust lust is that the right word? The luster, luster, <laughs> the shine of um of you know this whole property thing started to fade away. 
yeah it, it became very transactional when you're doing a home loan for someone for their like you know eighth property someone's like yeah man we're gonna buy another property like the appreciation disappeared um mm. it, it all went uh and i was just like what am i doing like and i always found myself in very deep conversations with people as you know right? yeah yeah <laughs> we're always infinitely looking for the deep conversations and for some reason people would um call about a home loan and like 10 minutes later would be talking about um their heart attack that they had or like that they thinking of getting divorced or yeah it just goes real yeah real open conversation yeah with their mortgage broker yeah Exactly. And, and they're having that anyway because there's a lot of divorce loans you're doing or it's big life decisions. So you sort of go there anyway, but I was always intrigued and we'll go deeper. And again, I was always on that. Did you know if you think like this, you know, like, you know, and so I think walking people through the biggest transaction of their life and, and uh, unpacking the decision making that needs to happen and who they need to be to make those things happen uh, show, showed me that I've got this other superpower of, of yeah, navigating people through these emotional um, mountains and valleys, if mm. you will. So I was always intrigued by that. So yeah, yeah I, I, I got to a point where I was trying to run away from my business in the form of doing an Amazon business or... Um, Which is where uh, we met. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And... All of us were running away from something with that, right? Yeah. So, so is, this is uh, so from what you're saying, this is the second midlife crisis. So yeah, yeah, yes. So this is uh, part two. Yeah. So part two is um, yeah. So first within the business, I was like, I want to make a um, an app. So we we tried to make an app, which mind you was like just making taking all the bad stuff out of doing a home loan. It's like I just don't mm. want to do all this work. How do I build an app to? That's how everything's created, like man's laziness, right? Yeah. <laughs> and um, but yeah, we had a bad experience and 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 lost a lot of money. And um, but 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 I own that. Like that was completely, it was my fault. And yeah. even though it wasn't, but it was. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I took responsibility for it. And then the Amazon thing. Um, again, thought we could we could do something passive income, yo. You know, yeah, but nothing's man. passive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I right? Maybe, maybe yeah, look, I I feel I'm, I'm very much so resident on that level, but um, yeah, yeah. I think at that point in time, even for like for us, I know we were trying to search for that next thing that could actually create that passive income, so we could start doing things that are actually more aligned with our lives and where we want to head and the impact we want to leave. Um, and I feel like you were stepping into that area as well, right? Like with going like, oh, I don't like you've always been passionate about music and all that stuff, but it's like you still need to make money. You still got you know kids, a wife, a family to support. Yeah, that's always been the hardest thing. And I, I yeah, I always uh, I struggle right now still. Um, maybe just because I haven't experienced it fully, but the passive income side of things is uh, something I need to grow for sure, mindset wise. <laughs> An interesting thing I heard at the Human Kind Festival last week some profound speakers one of the, the cool things i liked it was someone quoted walt disney and he said i don't make movies to make money i make money to make movies yeah and i was like that helped with my money story so much because it took it took it, it takes a lot of the dirtiness away you know because mm. you're like you want to have your, your your passion and your your drive and um and and do things from the heart but yeah you do need to make money and so 
and, and again, just thinking of money as an exchange of energy. I mean, that's a whole other thing. I know we, we've talked about a lot, talked a lot about it with Savage, like, yeah, just working working through your money story. But um, so, yeah, we're always running away from, you know, like how can we do things smarter, not harder and, and have passive income again so we can do the stuff over here that we that we really like. And then I just got to the point where I was like, what if I could do what I really like and make the money <laughs> like, yeah. and make the money so I can do what I really like and do what I really like to make the money. And there's this really <laughs> nice cycle. Um, so yeah. I, I, and I couldn't really do that as I was running the business. Like I just kept, you know, the, the phone keeps ringing and things happen. So I did this really bold and scary thing, which most people still think is a bit crazy. My friends um, where, yeah, we, we had our biggest year in, in home loans um, and, and even how that happened is an interesting story unto itself. But anyway, uh, we, we sort of doubled our revenue, had this crazy year because we learned how to to market through Facebook ads and create funnels. Um, yeah. One part and part two was just learning how to be come back to basics and just deliver insane awesome. I, I think I'd forgotten about that. Um uh somewhere where when you when you're in the mix of your job making money you're just like oh yeah you're doing a good job but i was just like what if this is day one again and i have mm. to impress like a mofo and 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 i've got zero you know i'm starting from zero how would i act how what's this love and compassion i would come with anyway um seeing my business blow up in my uh, home loan business blow up that year because of that change of mindset and you know, mentally and this practical change of um, of uh, being able to acquire people from out in the wild and, and convert them into raving fans. I was like, okay, what if I get this sucker, this model and point and shoot it at something that, that I love? Mm. And that's where, yeah, Studio Beast uh, was born of that in terms of, yeah, I, I've got the the raw materials to make this happen now. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I kind of felt everything I, I do within within this you know brain coaching business is um is really the things i've done all the time like i've I've never not done this stuff but i've just never done it in this format <laughs> yeah like yeah. It, it's it's always been the format of uh, i'm a uh, i'm a you know a, a mortgage broker or i'm a, a musician or a music teacher um but but now people know why they're engaging me rather than than it being a uh, a secondary thing that's happening yeah. So this is okay. We're mo- we're moving into this this third phase, right? Of, of of what you've experienced, and it's funny that like at each phase, you've had like a breakdown. And why I say breakdown, right? I don't mean it in a, in a rude or condescending way. I mean in the sense of like how funny that like I found even for myself, it's like the each phase that I kind of have gone through with my life, I've had some intense like no, sometimes trauma, right? But like an intense breakdown, right? Mm. Um, someone referred to this um and i just love this concept they kind of called like tower moments right i've only learned this concept recently but they were sort of saying like if you look at yourself and the different kind of not, not necessarily identities but what helps constitute or make up your identity they're towers right so uh you as a father you as a husband um you as uh, a, a music musician and things like that those are all different towers um you, you and this is like you know core identity stuff i'm referring to as we're going through this, you get to these points where it's like you realize that like, this tower is not actually what you thought it was, what it was. Like, right? You may have built up this tower of this identity that you're holding of yourself, but it does no longer serve you, 
So then you actually end up crumbling this tower. Now, sometimes you crumble it and you're like, I don't need this tower anymore. Other times you crumble it to rebuild it better. Mm. And so it's like every stage that you're referring to, it's so interesting because it's like you've always still been a musician, but it's like it was changing that dynamic of what you actually wanted to do and the impact you wanted to have. Then when you went into the mortgage broking, it was always there was this underlying theme, which is so funny off that, like people working, dealing, helping energetically, like bouncing off other people's energies and, and and expanding from there so it's that underlying theme that's being present throughout all those different stages but it's like you've crumbled that to rebuild what does that actually mean nope that's not what it means crumble it again build it up what does that actually mean so yeah that's 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 a really nice way of uh of putting it because those towers have probably been my biggest struggle like now now that you you, you put it like that because um like for some reason uh i've, I've really valued my identity um actually i don't think I, everyone values their identity so even as a mortgage broker i hated being a mortgage broker in that mm. i hated what mortgage brokers it was just like it was just so normal so pedestrian <laughs> um so going from like i want to be like you know wild crazy you know like muso dude to um i remember one time like uh, i was out at a comedy gig and i met someone someone's like yeah i'm a lawyer what do you do it's like oh i'm a mortgage broker and um, I remember when I used to say like, ah, oh, I'm, I'm a muso or, you know, I, I, I teach guitar lessons and do music production. People were like, yeah, oh, wow. Like, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I love that because it's creative. And like, no one ever says, oh, wow, you're a mortgage broker. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and probably yeah. that's, that's what drove me to, to layer that with um okay if i'm gonna be a mortgage broker i am be a rock star mortgage broker i'm gonna be you know buy like a zillion properties like that that's what drove that like that that creative side to and that was kind of my business card like that's mm. that's what what um people uh attracted got attracted to us for and, so, and i just want to mention when you say rock star right just uh for, for those of you who may not know you too well um rock star wasn't just in the sense of like crushing it in terms of property and all that stuff rockstar was the actual persona like it was like your person <laughs> your, your personality in there like in the way you did this you would send fucking these crazy ass videos to your clients right yeah. like you would record yourself like full rockstar you might even do a little song or something like you had that vibe and that energy that that persona sorry you had that persona off that and that was like like that was so engaging, right? Because <laughs> when you get a mortgage broker that is like, we'll send you a fucking video recording with him, like riffing on the guitar and then like talking to you, then like, no, like, you're like, what the hell? Like, so that, like, I do want to make it clear because it's like, yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't just rock star in the sense of like killing it, doing an amazing job, like, you know, like that, that, that um, metaphorical way when people say rock star, it was actually your persona was a very rock star metal attitude. You know what I mean? Like that personality slash um, your character. That was part of your character, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's funny you say that. I mean, even yesterday, um, I spoke to a real estate agent. Um, my parents are selling a property, an investment property, and uh, she was having trouble like with the the guy that wants to sell it. I was like, why don't you ask me, mum? Like, I'll, I'll give you two like awesome mofo's that'll sell this in the best way. And I called one of them, and she was like, uh, and her name's Laura. I'm like, Laura, what's up, yo? You know, like, and she's like. Oh, Maddie, I miss talking to you. <laughs> like, what's uh, and um and and then even after, like, I hang up. I do a video. Um, you know, I literally hang up and hold my phone. And uh, in this case, I was introducing her to my mum and and her partner Dave. So I was like, so it was to all three of them. I was like, Yo, Laura, da da da. And she was like, Oh, that's right, you do those too. Like, you know, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I, I just feel like it's um, it's just different. 
you know, and yeah, it's, yeah. it's being creative. And I mean, if, look, actually, speaking of, you, you know, I do these ones, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's, you're holding up a whiteboard just so that oh, yeah, it, you got to explain this, right? Like, so, so where, where do you say these ones? What are you doing? Uh, so, yeah, I've got a little A4 um, uh, whiteboard. And uh, yeah, if I speak to someone or I'm trying to engage someone on the phone or whatever, I, uh, yeah, I like, like in this one, hey, uh, you know, Kyle. Um, and I've got a little photo of me, a little, little drawing of a little smiley face with the heavy metal fingers up in the air. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, I, I do a photo or do a video holding that up just so people know that it's, it's a real time thing. I've actually spent the time, you know, a minute mm. to write down their name and do this intentionally um, rather than it. Because sometimes, especially if it's someone that doesn't know you, they might just think that you just sent through a video, a generic video or something. So it's like, no, dude, like I've made this for you. Yeah. Um, this, this is, yeah, this is personalized. This is hyper-personalized. And um, it's that sort of stuff that really exploded our, our mortgage business a couple of years ago where it just got hyper-personal and just tore down the barrier between like mortgage broker me and like me, like creative me at home. Yeah, Regan Morrison, yeah. Yeah, just gave myself permission to to swear, um, or, or maybe swear more, <laughs> um, <laughs> but but to swear, uh, not care, um, even bringing like the heavy metal element to clients. There were some clients where I thought, um, oh, what if you know Warren or or um, or Gary, you know, these older, more established dudes, like CEO, serious guys, like see me doing my heavy metal, um, you know, Merry Christmas video or something, like it's not that's not their cup of tea at all but i'm like why do i care <laughs> like, mm. what am i you know what am i hiding here so no one ever poo-pooed on it everyone would just be like that's so cool so um and what i've now learned is that these are all these like self-imposed barriers you know like yeah let, not- let, dude do you, do you, i feel like we're, we're onto something like awesome here let's go a little deeper on this one right this so I'm going to just say identity because I identity seems to be the word that keeps popping up in my head. Um, when you were trying to, one, you were trying to bring that the, the two different parts of you. So say right now I'm just referring to the mortgage business. You have the, you as a mortgage broker, you as this creative, right? And I say creative because it's not just the rocks. It's the, it's all. It's like, the like, like you know, like, like you, you kind of glaze over it, but it's like you, you did a, for your Christmas video with the kids, like a full rock band style of that, right? You've always done these fun, creative pop videos when you go traveling. It's not just like, a, oh, here's that thing. And a click. it's like something full, engaged and interactive that you're like, oh, wow, what the heck? Like, you know, you, you put thought and effort and love and emotion and your energy into it, your like flavor into it. So you were trying to bring these two different parts of you, your creative, the mortgage broker together. Where where did this come out from? Now I say where did it, when I when I ask this question where did it come uh, come from? I'm kind of looking at it from that perspective of it is so easy for us to sometimes do it because we're like oh I want to be that person right like I want to be seen as someone different and all that stuff or like you you know you you kind of said like mediocre I don't want to be mediocre or, or pedestrian sorry was the word you used right I don't want to be pedestrian and all that was that out of a thing of like your own internal thing did you find later on like that that was more of an external influence that you were like no actually I was like trying to be someone different that was like you know where, where did this come from because it's such a weird topic right because it's like you know we don't talk about going like oh actually like i did this because like for me i was trying to people please so i kept doing a b c d because that's what i thought i wanted but it was actually just this coming from a people pleasing place right from my i'm um, speaking from my own experience what was that for you or was it I, like I, I've, I've thought about that a lot man yeah um, I love this. so i got a lot to 
to say on that. Yeah, so, please. Yeah, I, um, I, I've realized that I, I create and do those things for the sake of creating, hmm. um, for creating sake because I enjoy the process. And uh, so it's, it's uh, and I, I, I don't know if I can say that back in the, back in the day, like in my, in my twenties and, and, and having those ambitions and stuff like that. Um, and, and I don't, I don't know if it's an evolution of like, you know, uh, not, not getting, you know, going to this big rock star mode. Like I thought I might've wanted. Cause even that, like I used to self-sabotage that I used to think, Oh, what if I get like really big and then we have like this big album and then I'll just run out of stuff. Or, um, I even used to think about like temptation of like chicks, you know, like, cause even when we used to play what we, um, what we played like girls would come up and and yeah offer stuff (laughs) (laughs) even in front of my wife like and um yeah it was it was there and you go what what happens for big famous bands i just like this crazy tap and i'm like yeah i I don't know if i if i'm the right personality to to deal with that you know like um and uh yeah so i I feel like like i almost self-sabotaged it for like intentionally because it, it's it's i thought i wanted it but like deep down within i probably wouldn't serve me um so with the, the the creative stuff um yeah i did get to a point especially with music so when i went into finance i actually just left music uh all like for the first couple of years like sold all, most of my stuff didn't play just as like um yeah just leave it alone and then it was when my when jackson was born uh yeah i got my guitar out again and i was i was I had this newfound passion and then i found myself doing the stuff i was doing when i was like in year 12 like i'd record this cool riff and i'd send it to my mate who I was in a band with at the time i'm like check this out dude he's like oh yeah six six and that's why i do it for like mm. like geeking out with my either with myself and going oh this sounds cool or <laughs> all my friends like or, or just the the tribe like where you're like oh this is this is cool man like you know you know when you got like a really cool chat going with a, a bunch of people and it's like yeah man like you know yeah, yeah. um and uh so for example like because I've questioned it even when I do like travel videos or photo shoots like what am I doing this for mm. and I like the um I like I like packaging memories like mm. in in their best light so I love um you know you could you can go uh and on a you know you can do a christmas photo shoot and go and sit sit on santa's lap at um at westfields uh or you can go how can we do this in a more magical way like so Mm. you know i don't know if you've ever seen any of our christmas photo shoots or videos with the kids um this year we did um we got like little elf elf on the shelf um yeah yeah what do you call it? Like little yeah, the dolls, yeah, doll, yeah, and uh, yeah, we we put them all around the house doing like you know um, silly silly stuff like drinking a VB or you know going in the washing machine with a naked Barbie, or yeah, Barbie doll. Um, and then at the end, the kids catch capture them and and tie them in Christmas lights and um, yeah, like we we had fun with the kids and uh, doing it, and that's one of those things that will I feel we'll look back on with the kids, and the kids will be like they don't really get it as much now, but they'll look back when they've got kids and go, our kids, our mum and dad were crazy, yo, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just made these experiences, man. Yeah, and 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 hopefully that that inspires them to be creative because again, it's a, it's a meditation, like it's a you know we yeah you know we could sit around doing um 
you know, watch a Netflix or we could do a, a, a elf on the shelf Christmas photo. Christmas. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, How, is there anything you would kind of say to people who for themselves are trying to distinguish or differentiate between the two? Because when um, I say between the two, I'm talking about like between like an external kind of reasoning for it rather than an internal pull. So an, let's yeah, say, I, between I can, a push versus a pull, like push being external influence telling you, you got to do this or show up or be different versus an internal, I'm doing this because I actually love the creative nature. I love the way it can connect. I love the way, like, you know, it's like that internal pull where it feels right more. Yeah, I was going to say intuitively, but I like push and pull. Let's just work with those. Yeah, inwards and outwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Onwards, sorry. I reckon the um, <laughs> I reckon the metric is: Would you do it if you weren't going to post it or or, mm. or share it? But I, yeah, I think that's that, awesome. That's, that's just the, the metric for me, where it's just like yeah. I, so I could happily sit here, um, and yeah, create create a song and just geek out with some some drums and guitars and like just do it for the sake of doing it for the process um and sure i may post it somewhere or i may not um but i'd still do the process regardless and mm. i think i think that's the gauge um and uh, i'm even thinking when you and i went on a helicopter flight with savage over sydney like i'm like i want to capture this and yeah you know like and i look i look back on that fondly and and then whether it's out there for other people to to gay to judge or, or look at me in a particular way i don't really care because i look back on that one i do it as a memory thing so it helps me to um more intimately remember my life you know mm. and and revisit because i know part of memory is revisiting things and we're very conscious of that with our kids like um bringing out our videos from when you know we went to europe you know when they'll small like two and four years old and like um repackaging those memories for them so they'll be like oh yeah we did make pizzas on that farm if there wasn't that revisiting of it that probably that would just fade yeah Um, true 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 so that's one thing so you just got a stronger memory and um and yeah that's going to help with um health and 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 um cognitive decline as you get older um and it's just it's just nice to to help i think it helps with my fulfillment um in, in terms of doing things in these uh cool weird playful ways you know yeah i love that man and i guess now with you stepping into beast mode so you, you you've gotten clear on your identity and things like that of who you are how you want to shop and, and the reason why i bring this up as well it's like you actually have such a, a beautiful unique brand and i love it i've always loved this brand of yours like even i haven't seen last christmas but the christmas before i know i used to love the way you guys would do those things you know it was just like yeah, like it, it just leaves such a, uh, and I like the way you're saying it's like a, a beautiful way to collect memories, you know, in mm. this situation. Um, if someone is experiencing, say like a, because uh, this is a different, like what we were referring to when I was saying like, how do you tell the difference between push and pull? Um, this was specifically, you're talking about like posting some something up, right? What about when it comes to knowing if this is what you or who you are or what you, how you want to respond and be? compared to not because this is not you're not posting something up you know per se this might be just speaking to a friend or uh speaking to a loved one or you know having a business conversation or whatever like how do you know when you are actually being truthful to yourself is there a a gauge you use to know that you are being truthful to yourself um is it a feeling what kind of works with that Mm. um yeah so you're you're saying like how how do i work out that i'm being yeah my my authentic self yes yes 
And yeah, I say that so, given you got a unique brand. Like yeah, so, some yeah. sometimes you yeah yeah I got it. Yeah, sometimes like that messes with me, man. Like it like mm. it, it still messes with me. Um, and uh, and I question it all the time. But what I've learned now is to identify it, interrupt it, and 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 question why I'm questioning it. So um, t- two things are coming to mind. Two examples. So one, say in terms of being my authentic self, there's a few people in my life where if I'm like, if I if I swear, like there's there's some people that I would just never like swear in front of and be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. like I just <laughs> wouldn't do it. Um, and they're not my even my actually, yeah, my my dad's uh, I, I could even do it in front of my dad, but like anyway, doesn't matter who they are. But and there's a there's other people where I just I know they look at me in a particular way, and if yeah, if I come out going, yeah, I'm 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 a brain and transformational coach. Like I I, I had to get over my own barrier with that because mm. they were like, I, I feel like I go like, Maddie, what, you're you're what, dude? Like you're like you're, you're mortgage broker, dude? Like what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, I'm brain coaching and you know like learning about the nervous system and and how to regulate it and de-stressing. And it's like, come on, dude, you know. And, and I know I've probably got yeah. a bunch of people around me that that think that but then i started going do they think that or do i think they think that are you projecting your are you mirroring your own uh, uh, lack of belief in yourself Is yeah that what you mean? and maybe they just want the best for me and and maybe they're like yeah and and then you, you post something they're like yeah that's rad dude and you're like oh. so um so something that really helped with me on that was the shadow shadow work like shadow self yeah and um yeah, so that that was this interesting story, um, which I, I was telling you about before we started recording. Where, um, yeah, I said in front of someone recently uh, the word "pussy." Like I was talking about ice baths, and I'm like, oh, I don't know, if, you know, if I'm going to be a pussy, and you know, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, okay. And um, and this girl uh, jumped on me. So this is at the, this humankind festival. So first of all, she come and sat down next to me to have lunch. Like, hi, you know, like that. And then um, we're talking about ice baths, and I said, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be a pussy, pussy out or whatever. And she's like, I just got to stop you there. Like, it's it's not okay to use that word like the way you've just used it. Like, the vagina is the most powerful thing. Like, yeah. not- and I was like, yeah, just like rip me a new asshole, man. Yeah. Um, and and straight away in my head, I'm like, fuck this chick. Like, uh, she's not one of my people. Like, what? Like, I don't need this. I'm not like I just use that innocently. <laughs> that word. Anyway, she she got up to go and get um a fork, and she she goes to get the 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 fork, and I'm like, is she gonna come back? Like, uh, she took a stuff, so she didn't need to come back. And then she come back, and she sat down, and in my head, I'm like, oh, fuck off, <laughs> like, <you know? laughs> like I just want to eat my lunch and go see the next you know cool thing. Um, but then I started talking to myself in in a shadow shadow self way and i'm like what has she just done um that i don't like about you know that i don't like about myself yeah or what has she done that maybe i could learn from yeah what 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 like yeah that what well there was um oh my gosh i think it was a, a book called becoming that i was reading right and they just said this it's like the, the they said the five t's trust the trigger to teach right ah. so it's like That's if someone nice. triggers you right that's the part where you are like okay that trigger is identifying something within me that needs to be addressed that needs to be worked on it's not someone externally that is it's not there they're not the issue 
I am the issue, my understanding interpretation of it. So trust the trigger to teach. That's brilliant, man. I'm going to steal that or <laughs> bor- borrow it and, and uh, yeah. Borrow yeah, it from, from another book. So this is not... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah, so it was, I guess with all the, the things, tools and, and work I've done on myself, yeah, I sat there in that moment and went, I go, I actually said to myself, what if this is a podcast I'm doing? And, and, and mm-hmm. that come up from the guests that I don't really know that well. And I said that and they reacted like that. You know, I would, I would, I would have to continue, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I, I, it's, it's just no choice. Or what if that was in a live situation? I was on the stage talking, like, you know, how, how do I deal with it? So I actually just went, um, and I'm reading a book at the moment, Smarter Not Harder by Dave Asprey, which is freaking amazing. And uh, I think on the opening page, it says something to, um, you know, uh, how to be kinder when you see things that are stupid, something like that. Yeah. yeah. And so in that moment, I thought, this is stupid. Like, shut up. Um, But yeah, I was like, like, just be kinder, right? So she sat back down and we didn't go back into it. Like we just were talking, even for my first minute or three of talking, I was shut down. I was like, yep, yep. And then I was like, stop it. Get over this dude. Like this could be your new best friend. Yeah. yeah. Don't don't be a dick. And, um, And we got talking. Uh, and then we actually came back to it and I, and I said, I said to her something like, you know what? I was like, just going to buy you a few minutes ago. And she's like, you reckon I was going to buy you, dude. And she's like, I wasn't even going to come back over, but I thought I would. And when I sat down, I was like, oh, wow, this guy's not getting up. Like she, she almost wanted me to get up and walk away. (laughs) And she's thinking in her head, like, I respect that. And then we sort of, we had the next half hour conversation was geeking out on that you know, two or three minute episode that happened up front. And, and, and yeah, we got talking about like, you know, her childhood trauma and, and, you know, stuff for me. And it was, um, it was all very interesting and uh, yeah, wasn't necessarily my new best friend, but we, we hung out a bit and saw each other around the place. It was like, yo, and we introduced and the cherry on top was um, I met someone uh, on a line to get to the ice bath who was sitting behind me that entire conversation unbeknownst to me. So she heard me say, I, I might be a pussy with the ice bars and she heard her jump on Just me fun. for it. <laughs> so she gave me a third count. Wow. Uh, so she, what was her perspective? Just curious. Yeah. She was just there going, Oh, what's going to happen here? Like, is this guy yeah. going to just, you know, tell her how it, what he thinks or get up and walk away. And then, and then she said she was really surprised um, that we, well, come back together and then end up talking for half an hour. She was like, oh, wow, I didn't expect that. Yeah. Um, and then we ended up sort of geeking out with her a little bit. So it was um, it was all really nice. And again, it was just an example of, um, uh, to me, like I, I'm very uh, tuned into these examples of um, when you when you can think of stuff in a more self-aware way um, and, w- and what, it, what it says about you rather than the other way around, the outside. Um, you can just operate in the world like so much more effectively. Yeah, yeah, man. And, and even like I like the way you said that because I was like, there's so so often for me, I don't I don't realize sometimes the language I use. I don't realize the power behind the words. Yeah, I'm becoming more aware of the power, but it's also those different interpretations of the power behind the words. And and and, and even just in your situation when you're sharing that story, it's like you may have meant nothing ill or whatever towards it it's still on us to be mindful of that because it's like yeah well there is certain powers and words that 
you can't use because it has certain triggers that we need to also change the way we view and and speak in all to a degree right to not 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 to accommodate and be different to who 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 we are but to realize that there are societal patterns i think that sometimes we just play into because we don't even realize right um and there was stuff like like i I could talk but it's like when i was in high school you say similar like similar shit right like you don't you're not trying to be rude or degrading and or belittling it was just something that was it was always used in high school so when I grew up, I just thought that was just normal languaging, normal terminology and all that. And it was only later on that people were like, no, you can't say that, man. That's not right. And I was like, but I don't mean it like that. So yeah. isn't that your your shit? Because if you mean it like that, right? Yeah. But then what I what I realized for myself is like when I pulled it in a little bit more was knowing that like if 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 you actually want to come like that that whole concept of like, you know, communications that is about the response it elicits. That's not to say I need to be sensitive every single time or who I, whatever I speak to and what I say, but it's actually changing the meaning. Like what other words can I use instead of that? Because I like, you know, it, it's like the the, the the example you gave was an awesome example with pussy in the sense of like when you're saying you're a wimp or something, it's like, why do we use that in, in that way? And I, I so I can totally see her side. But at the same time, I know being in your position where I've said myself the same, you know, similar thread, where I was like, dude, that's, that's not what I was meaning. Like that is, you've taken that out of like, you know, like out of context. But that's why I was like, yeah, I, um yeah, I'm, I'm curious on like, do you find like, what, what was your takeaway? What was your kind of big takeaway from that moment? Was it something to do with language and going like this? Or was it just more like you being aware of the, your own projections? What was it for you? Yeah, so I, um, it, it, was, it was interesting. Like uh, I, I just learned like, yeah, what, what, do I, what do I need to do more or, or less of? Like I was like, because mm. I kind of thought, man, if she's offended by that, <laughs> like, she should either way I talk with the boys, you know? Yeah. Like, it's just like, that's nothing, y'all. Um, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, just it, it, it made me more mindful of like, you know, how I might need to move in a particular space. But then it also made me mindful of like, oh, do I even give a fuck? <laughs> like, you know, like yeah, it, yeah. if you're going to polarize people. Um, but but it did, I, I think the, the takeaway was um, be kind. Like mm. don't, don't, um, don't, you know, don't just shut people out and assume there's nothing to learn just because there's a, there's a difference in, in a word in this case. Um, yeah. Perspective, opinion. Yeah. yeah yeah and um and yeah be kind and curious and uh yeah, yeah. And, and i use that a lot with my kids like i'm learning so much from my kids at the moment man like um and i'm apologizing to them like every other day like not that yeah. much but like something happens and using these techniques where you see something that you didn't see and you're like oh man they're right <laughs> you know? yeah yeah man no and, and even i actually really like that be kind and curious because I was like, yeah, there's like there is kindness that can be done, and and I think it's 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 both parties or like whoever's involved in a situation, they can both adopt that, yeah. Because you know? it's not easy to, yeah. It's um, there's something really sweet about being kind towards someone else because it's, it's like that is that person's opinion, their view, their upbringing. Like someone, um, for me, what I used to use as a, a technique for me to relate to other people is sometimes going if I lived their exact experience if i went through what they went through if i had the family that they had if i had the upbringing they had if i ate what they ate all this stuff right i would respond the same way yeah yeah and when you realize that you would respond the same way or you would speak the same way or whatever the case it allows you to go like that's like for me i find like that's really the best way i can step into someone's shoes and go like oh okay but now i know that that's not my intentions and if i'm like oh i don't want her to feel that way because in general i don't want someone to feel 
shitty like i always want to leave a conversation with people feeling elevated as much as i can mm. and if that's a situation or that's my kind of thing it's like oh, okay i understand where you're coming from this is my meaning behind it but thank you for creating more awareness for it because i didn't realize that this could actually have that impact with just some like you know word like that with other people you know yeah yeah for so. sure and i like you, you you're taking on the role of uh in, in someone else's shoes, uh, I, I do exactly that. You know, what what are their um, what are their beliefs, their their upbringing? Because um, mm. it's all perpetual. I think of our brains, man. That's like the end of the of millions of years of evolution. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, turning you know billions, if you will. Like we're, we're like the last point, or if you've had kids, they're the last point, right? And it's um, so you've got like you know the the, the voices of a you know a thousand ancestors to put a, a number on it, whatever it is, you know, an <laughs> infinite amount of ancestors um, whispering like in, in your ear, you, you think you're you, but like, you know, like uh, I, I don't know what my great grandfather's uh, nose look like, but my, my cells do yeah, <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. it's right here on my face, you know, or, or, or the skin color, but my cells do like, so yeah, there's all these uh, systems at work behind, behind the scenes, um, which yeah. Uh, yeah. fascinating so if you can have that compassion to step into to someone else's situation and uh like something i've been telling myself a lot lately is um uh, i can be very quick to judge uh my mum or, or my or my family mm. um, or even a vet's family um because they're so close right like and uh and you don't you almost don't need to show them as much compassion sometimes because like yeah, it's your family y'all like you know we're all yeah, yeah you kind of think they're always going to be there right they're always going to support you like regardless of whatever shit happens yeah, yeah yeah and and basically um i think especially like my mom and 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 the vet's mom like yeah something will get said and because because i'm always on this infinite trip right it's like that that's a limiting belief like you know uh and um but yeah there's a fire i feel like there's this fine line between yeah being compassionate and understanding where they've come from and 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 judging um and uh, yeah I, I always struggle you know, with that and 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 uh yeah lately i've been going just don't judge man like just just come at it with compassion and 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 yeah maybe you don't need to do your your uh, limitless uh belief shiz um you know this time you know just mm. let just just flow dude you know like yeah it's there's times and places um i'm like yeah stop 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 trying to to fix stuff <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so so as as you've now like now coming to where you're at now stepping into I was going to say beast mode, but the the work you're doing right now, what's uh, wait, what's been the um, the kind of real big pull to do what you're doing right now? Um, is this something that you feel like I'm always open to change? Is this something you're like this is actually where I really see my path forward right now? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take us through this right now. The next yeah, a <clears throat> uh, couple of things. So the it's it's totally plays to my my beliefs and values in terms of I. Um, <clears throat> I believe in, I value being, you know, playful and creative and kind and, and curious. Yeah. Um, but probably the thing that I value the most, you know, say outside of love is um, uh, that um, is learning and le- learning, growing and, and, and feeling limitless. Like, like even through all the struggles I've done, I've always believed that I could do anything. Like I could do That's or awesome be belief, anything. Man. Yeah. Beautiful belief. Yeah. Even with, you know, the, the Amazon stuff or, you know, things that, you know, like might appear have to have not proceeded. Um, like I, I never feel, I, I don't feel like it wasn't possible. 
like I feel like yeah it was possible it was just it just wasn't right for me at that point mm. in time like I like for example with music stuff like I never like oh man it's impossible like you know um only one percent of musicians are gonna go on to be famous and and one percent of the one percent are gonna make any meaningful money from Spotify because Spotify freaking take like never do I, do I go down that road of um of the victim yeah um now i understand it as the cause and effect model um and, and being at cause rather than um the victim of effect are you familiar with that sort of model yeah yeah like uh, uh, to a degree but please elaborate and um, i was like i can use this as the scapegoat going i don't know fully but uh yes please elaborate for the audience <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, so it's it's basically taking your power back and going you know the, uh, existence or life is just life it's neutral like it's it's you know um the the, the universe and nature or, or, or whatever you want to call it is is uh is just happening and mm. it's, it's there's no good or bad there just is and and going whatever whatever that is 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 going to be interpreted by what what meaning you apply to it so if if like that example i said before is like yeah, man, you're never going to make it as a musician because like, you know, blah, 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 like in whatever stories you tell yourself, like not only will that happen, but if, if you if you play, if you operate in the world like that, um, yeah, obviously you're going to create a, a container in which you can operate in, which is yeah. uh, um, so I've always, always believed I operate outside that container for sure. Um, uh, but I guess that doesn't mean I haven't gotten frustrated where I, like I, I get to a point and things aren't working and I'm like, why? <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's just not for me yet. Like, what have I, what have, what have I yet to do? And, um, so that's always my questioning. So, um, yeah, that's, that's a belief that I, that I, I hold true. So yeah, really value. Like if you said to me, man, like the next, next month, the month of April, you don't have to do anything other than just sit there and learn, like just take in as much juicy goodness of your, your choosing as you want. I would love that. Yeah. Like I, okay. you would too, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, no, no, but like, but it's like off your choosing. That's what I like. Like you, so the little words they use that that's what I'm like. Yeah, it's like if you were to go learn this, I'd be like, I, I, I've now become, or at least for my own self, I've created um, a lot more. I've got a deeper understanding of what actually makes me happy. You know, mm -hmm. like I actually got like, I can list out things that are going like, this makes me happy. This does not make me happy. And so like when it comes to learning and stuff, it's like, is I, I really have found that now where I'm moving is moving towards things that actually bring me energy. Like, so I say happy and bring me energy is two separate things. Happy being like a, you know, emotional making me happy brings me energy as in like it make it gives me, it, it, I feel like this is the energy I want to surround myself with. It could be bad. It could be good. It doesn't matter necessarily on the charge. It's just more like that energy is still what I want to be around. So when I got clear on that and that kind of energetic space, that's where I was like, yeah, if you tell me now, Carl, can you spend more time like on, researching a guest on that you're going to have on your podcast or you know doing breath work and, and going deeper into breath work or like we were talking about you know sexual mastery and, and showing up in a relationship and all this stuff i like i love that like you know i i feel pulled massively pulled towards all of those things but yeah. if you were telling me kyle research on how you can i don't know uh, do this uh hold a 
um, I was going to think of a work example, but I couldn't think of a work <laughs> example. But if it just say, yeah, you do X instead in, in your work and, and, and be better at that, I'm not feeling a massive pull towards that. Well, you know? maybe that's just how my mind works. I just assume when you say learning, it's like, of course, it's stuff you want to learn. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, true, true. No. Uh, someone, look, tells look. Me, someone else tells me to learn, so I'm like, like no, hey, no. but this is you've also come from the space of like remember you you did your music you did all this i i came from the, the freaking i was like oh yeah let's uh you know get a uh, work uh, stu- sorry study really well get good grades go to university get good grades get into a corporate job do well in that climb like that was the upbringing you know so yeah. for me it's like it was a totally different thing because then it's like you're told kind of what to study and what to do i never like i i didn't know that it was you should take that into your own hand and go like, what do I actually want to be? And all that, like what, like, I think it's so important to get life experience over just jumping into and doing what the next step is per se, you know? Um, And that's why I felt like, that's why I say, when I say this, it's like, yeah, it's like learning was never like, Oh, do something you're passionate about and learn that. It's like, no, do this because you have to do better in this, you know, like that's, that was the thing, you know? So, but, but I even call learning, um, you know, like most of my learning would probably be, yeah, pod, pod, listening to podcasts, YouTube yeah. videos. Um, I've, I've gotten into books way more than in my entire life in the last few months. Like I've um, got a little collection now because I usually do audio books. Yeah, um, yeah. But I did, I read Jim Quick's book, uh, Limitless, while in Thailand. Okay. Um, man, that gave me some actual tangible skills. Like I actually increased my memory. I actually increased my uh, reading um my my cognitive like even this is the sort of stuff i'm getting into at the moment man i got bulletproof uh can you see that there for, <laughs> for, for, for the, the kids uh, on audio bulletproof uh neuromaster focus and attention um supplements um which is basically um uh, uh, uh caffeine um uh caffeine extract from uh it's a caffeine plant anyway um but yeah, like, because I'm, I'm seeing and I'm remembering people's names and things. Like, I even got my kids to remember a list of twenty things forward and backwards, dude. Like, wow, took like wow. five minutes. Whoa. And when I'm seeing this sort of stuff, uh, I'm like, wow. Like, so yeah, th- th- these are learnings for me. It's not necessarily like you learn this, have an exam. It's just like like life tools, you know. Yeah, geez, geez. Okay, I was like, I feel like we're entering. My, it's like we are entering a whole new realm here, but I feel like we might need to save that for another time. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, a, a lot, a lot to unpack here. Even just uh, as we're going more and more into this part, um, to bring us back a second, uh, you were kind of saying that um, recently, when you like, even with doing the work you're doing right now with this beast mode, a lot of it was getting clear. Like you started doing a lot more shadow work. What was that shadow work for you? that you were kind of saying that you were tapping into a, a bit more? Yeah, so um, I'll just give you an example. So uh, so shadow work as a, as a quick definition is, uh, I think we said it earlier anyway, you, um, it, what, what you don't like in someone else, um, like you're like, oh, that, 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 that guy, that idiot or, or that person, whatever, um, is, is, yeah, something that you don't like within yourself or want less mm. of in you. And, and and inverted as well, like what you like in someone, like what you like in celebrities and, and people you admire is what you would want more of in yourself. Hmm. And um, I think when I first heard this, I was a bit like, really? Like what if someone's just like proper dickhead? Like, you know, like is, is that saying I'm a dick? You know, like, um, but it doesn't have to necessarily say you're, you're that, but you're, you're just, um, you want less of that or you don't like it when you act like that. And it's funny because you sort of go, like I've had examples 
had a, had an example in my family where we we had a uh, had a falling out with someone in our family over something, and um, I um, yeah he did something, and uh, I, I basically had to come to terms with like yeah like this shadow work and go would I have would I have done that myself in that same way? And and it's scary when you say the answer is yes, you know, because you, you sort of go, yeah, I have done stuff like that in the past and I, I don't like that I did that. Um, and you, you, you just have these realizations of, of looking at things through different perspectives and, and different mm-hmm. reframes. Um, but to give a tangible example, um, Aria, my daughter, so she's eight years old. She always does these little things like one example, Yvette made butter chicken and then she just like sits there and just gets a glass of water and just like pours it on top and make, and then starts like mushing it around, you know, like like a little two-year-old might do. And I'm like, and I was I was nice and kind. I was like, Aria, what are you doing? Like mom just made this beautiful dinner and you just trash it like in front of yeah. us. Like, and uh, she's like, it's too hot, too spicy. And I was like, yeah, but... Like, would you do that at someone else's house or a restaurant? There's there's etiquette, right? Like, you know, there's there's ways to do things. And she just shuts down. She's like, okay. And then I was like, okay. <laughs> what what's this say about me? You know, what's this say about yeah. Maddie? And um, and it didn't really come to me that night because I wouldn't say I've gone into a flight or flight state, but I got a bit like agitated, and I was like, oh. and we and yeah, it sort of spoiled the mood, I guess, at the dinner. Anyway, I'm thinking about it at night. Shadow work. All right. Okay. What what did she what did I see in her that I liked or didn't like about myself? And I went, yeah, okay. So she was super resourceful. Like she's like, too hot, need water. <laughs> like, how smart's that? Yeah. Like, am I just jealous that I'm not that smart? Um, and do I even care if she did that at a restaurant or at someone's house? Like she's just being a free self. Even though I know she probably wouldn't. Like she, she's, she's got enough social uh, constructs in her mind to, to, to not do that. Um, but even if she did, would I just be jealous that I'm not that like, you know, that I don't, you know, I care too much about what other people think, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. And I had, yeah, I had a few little cascade of things like that. I'm like, she's just totally right in this scenario. She's resourceful. She's creative. She did it in a safe environment where it didn't, you know, there was no one to judge. And even if she did it outside of this environment, I should give her a high five. Like, you know, at a, at a, at a, at a wedding, pause it on the butt. Like, awesome. Love your work. Like we're going to be in, a, we're going to be in the dirt, like in a hundred years, <laughs> like who cares? Um, so yeah, the next day I wake up, I'm like, you're so in tune. <laughs> like, I love you. I'm sorry. Like, Keep pouring oh. as much water on the butter chicken as you need to. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of looks at me like she'd forgotten about it as kids. And she's like, my dad's weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I know that there will be a time in the future where she's like, a penny will drop. It'll service at some time tomorrow or when she's got kids. I don't know. But um, I, I just love that about me at the moment and then how I can... I can learn and, and very quickly shape shift off these scenarios and bounce around to go, oh, oh I'm over here, you know. So um, that's, that's, I guess, how to explain the shadow self stuff. 
Yeah, I love that. I feel like that's a, a beautiful way to also wrap up and end this uh, podcast. Um, so for those of you who ever do find butter chicken spicy, um, <laughs> it's okay to be creative and find ways of diluting that heat with water. Uh, I'll give no, you a high I, five. I'll give you yeah, a high and five. Yeah, and Maddie will come and give you a high five. <laughs> But uh, no, I, lo- I love that. Um, yeah, just that the, the wrap up of, of Shadow Self. And I know we're only scraping the surface with this because there's so many layers with this. But um, mate, it has been a pleasure having you on the podcast, even just the journey that you've gone through. And thank you for sharing the kind of your inner thoughts throughout all those different phases, because I think that's hugely powerful. Um, and even now with you stepping into this next uh, area of your life within this beast mode, I think you are absolutely going to crush it just because, like I said, you've always done things uniquely. And it's not just you do things uniquely, you do it from that compassionate, kind, curious space, yeah. which uh, I think is uh, yeah is uh, a, a good recipe for sure. Yeah. No, thank you, man. I, uh, I, I have no doubts that, uh, yeah, I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing and uh, it, it feels good, man. So uh, th- thank you for, uh, for having me on, man. It's a, it's a legitimate pleasure. I uh, know. Love it, man. All right. Till next time, buddy. Ciao. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world if you could subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you know someone who needs to hear this on their own journey, share it with them. Thanks so much for listening and remember to go inwards and onwards, my friend.